When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Happy Thursday. Sky joined by Curly stepping in for Daniel. Daniel is away from the podcast today. He'll be back tomorrow to help us out with the week 13 NFL picks. But for today, Curly and I will be previewing the week 13 games and their fantasy implications. As always, make sure to email us your fantasy questions to tckpod at gmail.com and shoot us a DM on Instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. this guy right here where you have a man-to-man right here you see he gets penetration right there you know when you run away from him he's gonna run you down he's one of those guys who will get penetration yeah, he not only rambled but he rumbled and stumbled that's when you want a medicine back stuff his hands are so big and strong in fact they get penetration on both sides there's two footballs on the field and then when they wear their powder blue uniform, oh, man, that is it. I mean, how can you lose a guy six foot five at 305 pounds? 
when a center goes to block you like that, you can punch him. Curly, good afternoon, brother. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. It's a nice, it's a nice little cloudy morning here, you know, mid, mid seventies in the desert, good times, nice. but it's nice to have clouds every once in a while because we have so much sun and, and tomorrow is my final class of the semester before winter break at Arizona state. Um, so I'm real, real, oh, I'm in a great mood. Dude, congratulations, so man. That's <laughs> awesome. Good for you. That's really oh, great. And, that's the Go best ahead. thing about being a teacher is the uh, winter and summer breaks. It's so it's so nice having like a whole month off or a whole three months off. And you can, you know, I can just work on my photography and my research and stuff. So it's, oh, it's a good gig. It's a good life. Good for you, brother. I'm, I'm stoked, man. I know that uh, Daniel's going to be wrapping up as well. And he's going to be graduating, uh, uh, finishing up uh, grad school in May. So um, stoked for both you guys, man. It's awesome to see you guys being successful in, in uh, what you love to do outside of the podcast. And um we have plenty of clouds here in Eugene, as I'm sure you remember. So you're welcome what's to take. The, you're welcome to temp, take as many as you like. Over there these days, forties. Oh, yeah, the temp. Yeah, forties, fifties. Uh, it, it's 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 just started to rain, you know, and it just it gets going here. So send some of that sun up from AZ, and we'll give you some clouds. How about that? Beautiful. I do miss that rainy, rainy, cold weather, Eugene. Some days, some days. Yeah, you know, six six months in a row gets a little old. Ugh. So, all right, man. Well, let's get into it. We've got a, we've got um, a big slate here for tonight's game. Right off the bat, Thursday night football. Uh, we've got the uh, super red hot um, New Orleans Saints, ten and one, facing off with the Cowboys, who have been playing very well as of late. Uh, Cowboys are at home, of course. I think this game might be a little closer uh, than people think. Although I do think it'll be a shootout, uh, kind of a high scoring match. Um, how do you how do you feel about the Cowboys here? Any any surprises? You've got your standard guys, of course, but anybody else that you're thinking about here for the Saints? Um, or the Cowboys uh, rather the facing Cowboys. the Saints? Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I think Dak is Dak is a great stream this week. Although you know he's always a little risky because he has Zeke and, and Zeke could put up 200 rushing yards. But um, so yeah, I, I'm pretty comfortable playing Dak. But there is a little risk there, as always. Uh, but when you're going up against the Saints, you're probably going to have to throw it a lot and have to put up a lot of points. Uh, so it's looking good for Dak. Uh, Zeke, he, you know, this is a tough matchup for Zeke, uh, but he is on fire and he's putting up 120 plus yards the past few weeks. Uh, so obviously you're going to play Zeke, but it is a tougher matchup for him. Um, so, yeah, if, if, if they can get it going with Zeke, I think the rest of the team will follow. If they have a tough time with Zeke, um, you know, Dak and Amari Cooper, they might have t- a tougher time putting up points. Uh, but yeah, Amari Cooper, he's a great play this week, obviously. Um, a no-brainer there. Uh, and and not, not too much else. Cole Beasley and, and so on. I'm probably, uh, Michael Gallup, I'm probably not putting in. Uh, I'm definitely not putting in uh, this week. Sure, fair enough. And, and I agree with you, man. The Saints um, have a top, uh, you know, top three, depending on the fantasy format you look at. Uh, rushing uh, defense. Yep. So, you know, last year they started off slow, ended the season real hot. This year they started off slow. Uh, I know that I was praising them big time in the in the um, fantasy draft season where everyone was going for Jacksonville and Los Angeles and, and the Chargers uh, and the Rams. And I was kind of holding off repping, grabbing the, the Ravens or the, the Saints to go late. And uh, both of them started off slow. But the Saints have really turned it around, and they're playing really great right now. I agree with you. I mean, Zeke is Zeke, and he's a beast. They're going to have to be balanced. However, I think this could, be, this could be tough. This could be really, really be a challenge here. Um, 
and it looks like they're going to be uh, they're going to be without some of their linemen uh, again. You know, the Cowboys. So that offensive line has not been at full strength really at all this season. And um, so, yeah, the the weight will be on Dak. I agree there. I think he's a good stream option for the Saints. Uh, you know, usual suspects, of course, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, I think are automatics. Um, I would temper expectations a little bit on everybody just because the, the Cowboys have been quietly a, a solid defense recently as well, especially yep. their their secondary. However, um, I, right before we jumped on, I was checking in for, for the latest uh, – uh, injury reports and and things like that, so we could be as most accurate as possible. Recording, uh, we're recording Thursday morning West Coast time, so I'm sure more will drop throughout the afternoon. But um, looks like Byron Jones, the uh, defensive back, uh, top defensive back for the Cowboys, will not be shadowing Michael Thomas, um, which is is just good. I think Michael Thomas is a beast, but he was going to be downgraded a little bit because Byron Jones has been really solid yep. as well. But him not shadowing, I think Michael Thomas will be able to run free and, and figure, you know, obviously uh, Drew Brees will find him open. I think he'll be just fine. Alvin Kamara, I expect a big game from him. I actually expect a little tempered expectations from Mark Ingram to the point where I would almost consider sitting Mark Ingram if you have another option yep. here. And we can talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. But um, not expecting a big game from Mark Ingram here. I just think it's going to be a shootout. And uh, Brees and Kamara, I think, are going to have a big game out of the backfield. Otherwise, uh, your boy Traquan Smith, we'll see, man. It looks like he's on track to play this week, but I'm a little bit worried about him against the secondary, of course. Um, he had a huge game two weeks ago against Philadelphia, 10 catches, 157, and a touchdown, but uh, did not play uh, last week and, of course, was uh, skunked the weekend before that. So definitely boomer bust against Dallas. I'm not expecting a big game against Traquan, and uh, I don't think Ben Watson – or one of these other, you know, Dan Arnold, or one of these other guys who caught one of those four touchdowns last week. I don't think they're a legit option, so I think you go Kamara, Breeze, Thomas for sure. Uh, Bree, uh, Ingram if you don't have another option, but I would steer clear if you do. Um, maybe a uh, Josh Adams, which might sound crazy, but I'd almost start Josh Adams, I think, in his matchup over Mark Ingram this week. So it'll be a great game tonight. Looking forward to that. Let's move on to the Sunday slot. We've got the Panthers and the Buccaneers in a NFC South divisional rivalry. Who do you got here? Yeah, it's pretty easy for uh, for the Panthers uh, playing against this Bucks defense. I'm I'm pretty much starting uh, everybody. Obviously, Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, and uh, you know DJ Moore. He's a great play. He's, he's mm -hmm. the new the new hot uh, rookie on that team. Um, and those are pretty much the three dudes I'm 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 putting in there. Greg Olson. I I'm definitely hesitant. Uh, obviously, you know, he's still, he's still dealing with injuries and he's not, he's, he's only getting a handful of targets here and there. So, uh, I know tight end is really tough. I guess if you have to plug in Greg Olson, he's, it's not the, it's a pretty good matchup, but, uh, I mean, yeah, you have to look at other streamers for sure. Temper your expectations with Olson for sure. Um, but yeah, those are the three dudes, Newton McCaffrey and DJ Moore. I think they're easy plug-ins. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's about all I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable playing, uh, Devin Funches, he might be coming back this, this week, it looks like from injury, but still no, nah, I, I don't feel comfortable putting him in at all. Totally agree, man. I've, I feel like a broken record, but I'm going to continue saying it because we keep getting hit up by, you know, this guy or Devin fun, like Danny Amendola or Devin Funches and stuff like that. When you're talking like wide receiver fours and fives and deeper leagues on our Instagram and every single time, I mean, Funches has been hurt, so it's been easy for me. But every time, I'm picking the other guy. I've been saying that I think Funches is trash. 
I really do. Uh, and coupled with Cam Newton's inaccuracy, I don't think he's that good. DJ Moore, on the other hand, I think is awesome. I think he's a young star in the league. Um, and he has really been breaking out recently. I think DJ Moore gets a little bit of a hit if Funches actually plays this week. Not even sure that he will play. If Funches plays, DJ Moore gets a tick down, I guess. But if he doesn't, DJ Moore, of course, has one of the best matchups in the NFL this week against a pathetic Buccaneers defense. So totally agree with you there. And uh, on the Buccaneers side, uh, Mike Evans, I think, is an automatic here, although he has been, you know, huge with Jameis, of course. Uh, but versus Carolina just four weeks ago, one catch, 16 yards. But that was in Carolina. This one's in Tampa Bay. I think that the Bucks play a little bit better. Jameis is, is uh, starting to get a, a um, you know, be, feel more comfortable, I guess. So I expect a bounce back game for Mike Evans for sure. Um, Chris Godwin is a deep throw. Deshaun Jackson, I think, is a long shot to play in this game. Therefore, I think the real uh, unsung hero in this game is A, Cameron Brait sitting in for OJ Howard. I think he's a great streaming mm -hmm. uh, tight end option. Um, if you don't have him off your waivers, you better hurry, hurry up because he has, he's going to catch another touchdown this week, most likely. And at that point he's going to be hundred percent owned. So go grab him right now. And the other guy is Adam Humphreys, who I, I continue to, to kind of not doubt per se, but, but just don't really believe the hype, but uh, man, he's got, um, let's see, he's got eight catches, 82 yards, two, uh, two touchdowns, two catches, 53 yards, three catches, 60 yards and a touchdown, six catches, 54 yards and a touchdown over his last four games. He's been playing very, very well. Panthers can get beat in the slot. If, uh, Jackson does not play, I think they're going to bump Godwin out, um, to the outside and they're going to put Humphreys right there in the slot and, uh, he'll be the number three receiver there. Um, and I think Cameron Braid's a great uh, end zone option and of course Jameis loves him but I don't think he's a big threat inside the 20s where Humphreys is so if you're in a PPR league I think Humphreys is a great grab here um, let's see uh, Ronald Jones may or may not play this week uh, I don't think you're playing him and Peyton Barber's actually been playing uh, better lately um, 18 carries in his last two games over 102 weeks ago, two touchdowns in his last two games. He's been playing better, but Carolina has a solid rush defense. Not super stoked on Peyton Barber, but he could certainly be a uh, RB2, uh, RB3, something like that if you need there. Let's move on to the Bears and the Giants. Uh, this is, this is I think, going to be an exciting game, man. Mitch Trubisky is out again this week. Um, Obviously, has he, has, is he been, has he been for sure rolled out for this game? For sure. Yeah. Let me double check while you're you're covering the Giants here. So why don't you kick it off with the Giants and I will double check on Trubisky. Sure. Well, yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of these, especially the wide receivers, I think a lot of this depends on if uh, Trubisky plays or not, because if Trubisky doesn't play, it's going to be a pretty low scoring game, I'm sure. And uh, Eli is not going to have to air it out and be super aggressive. Um but, yeah, Saquon Barkley, he's got a pretty tough matchup. The Chicago Bears are ranked fourth against the run. Um, so I can see Saquon, I don't know, putting up between 60 and 80 rushing yards. But he he's still going to get, what, six catches for 50, 60 uh, receiving yards, I'm sure, and, and probably a touchdown. So, obviously, you're playing Saquon Barkley. But um, it's, it's a really tough matchup for him. Um, uh, and yeah, I think Odell Beckham, I think this is a better matchup for him. Uh, he's been uh, struggling a little bit the past couple of weeks, but I, I, I you know, the, it's, it's a little easier to throw on the Bears than it is to run on them. They're ranked 20th against wide receivers. So I can see, I can see Odell having a better game this week. Eli, I definitely don't want to stream. I think uh, 
Uh, Khalil Mack is going to be in his face early and often. So definitely stay away from Eli if you can. Um, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, like I said, if Trubisky is out, I really don't feel comfortable playing Shepard. So, because... so really, really quick, let me cut you off here so you can get your sure. analysis one way or the other. So the latest report as of 30 minutes ago, again, we're recording, you know, uh, early uh, Thursday morning. Um, Trubisky is not throwing yeah. um, right now. So I basically, he's playing. yeah, he's unlikely to play. So it looks like Chase Daniel will uh, yeah. be the starter once again. So technically he's not out. As of this recording, but again, we'll you know we can maybe have a better report tomorrow with Daniel, and uh, if he is for sure out by then, we can re-report it. But as of right now, I would say he's doubtful at uh, at best. Yeah, so I definitely I don't feel comfortable comfortable playing Sterling Shepard. Uh, I think this is going to be a low scoring grinder game um, and a lot of run, running running for the uh, Chicago Bears. Um, Evan Ingram, again, I don't feel comfortable playing. Uh, I would keep him on my bench until he gets back in there and he starts putting up numbers. He may not even if, even if he plays, right. 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 He's, uh, let's see. He's also, uh, uh, Thursday, he will not participate in Thursday's practice. So that's not good. It doesn't look like he'll be playing. Yeah. It's not looking good. I I would, I would say just to counter really quick on Sterling Shepard, I'm not super stoked on him per se. Um, but I, I I will say that generally when, when Evan Ingram misses games, Sterling Shepard has it, has a decent opportunity. Yeah. To, to, uh, make some headway there. So, um, although he only put up four for 37 last week with Ingram out. So, but the Phillies and, (laughs) and against that Philly secondary. So, I mean, he's had Tampa Bay and Philadelphia the past two weeks, and he's only put up six catches for, mm-hmm. what, 59 yards over those both of those games. So he's that, – uh, That could also be that could also be a reason just to play devil's advocate. That could also be mm-hmm. just because Saquon Barkley has been out of his mind and yeah. has been absolutely just crushing. And both the Eagles, uh, surprisingly, and the Buccaneers for sure, and the Niners before that – you can run all over those guys. Yeah. So Sa- Saquon, Saquon's been ridiculous the last couple of games, and I think that the Giants uh, have been able to just keep the ball on the ground. I mean, Odell's not even getting his right. his proper numbers. Well, they there, don't want so. they don't want Eli throwing it if they don't have to, for sure. I know, but dude, like four, dude, this is pissing me off. Sorry, I have to go on a rant. <laughs> so four, okay. So Odell uh, from week, let's see. Well, basically weeks one to eight, okay. Odell had 11, 4, 9, 7, 8, 6, 8, 8 receptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. He had 100 yards in five of those games. The last three games versus arguably the worst three <laughs> receiving defenses in the league, um, or pass defenses, I should say Niners, Bucks, Philadelphia. The last three games after a bye, when you think they would like fix shit and keep doing things that's working, not do things that isn't working. Um, four catches, four catches, five catches. No more than 85 yards for Odell in the last three games. And well, he's yeah, playing the Bears this week. Like, like dude, it's but, driving me insane. Like you said, if, I mean, if Saquon can run it, if, if you don't have to have Eli throwing it, why would you have Eli throw it? Yeah, so. I'm with you. It's just, damn, it's frustrating, dude, to like, <laughs> uh, I mean, just Odell just needs like, just throw eight slants to him. And he's going to take one of them to the house. It just doesn't make sense. Anyway, I th- sorry I think, to cut you I off. think that's what you'll <laughs> see this week, though. You'll, I think you'll see that more this week. You'll see a lot of quick passes to, to Odell. Well, and the Bears and the Bears are gonna. I mean, they're gonna put up points. Chase, Chase Daniel's not amazing, but I gotta say, man, he was pretty impressive on Thanksgiving. I mean, they're playing the Lions, so yeah, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But 
he didn't screw up. He wasn't terrible. He's been a backup for a long time in the NFL. He was great in college. He's a, he's a competent quarterback. Um, and we saw him be able to run the offense. And I think with another week under his belt, now the bears are a whole nother beast, obviously, <clears throat> but I think um, he can put up enough points where uh, Eli is going to have to throw it. And I think you're right. That could help Odell and potentially Sterling Shepard, but uh, potentially we're talking a lot about nothing here because I agree with you that I think Eli is going to get just absolutely swallowed up here. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. On the bear side, uh, we have, you know, Chase Daniel, as I mentioned, he's going to be uh, fired up to take another start. Um, man, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pass the torch over to you. How do you feel about Jordan Howard? Oh, I feel fantastic now that he's not on my team anymore. <laughs> Trading him away, baby. <laughs> Man, Tyler, do you think, Tyler Lockett, welcome to the squad. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Jordan Howard? Okay, let's put let's put our our collective our collective frustration aside. There's a lot of fantasy owners here who are as frustrated as we are, but they're shit out of luck. And Jordan Howard, on paper, is their best option. Do you think Jordan Howard has a chance against? a struggling Giants defense without Snacks Harrison, who's now in Detroit, obviously. They've been letting up, uh, you know, chunks of yardage on the regular to opponents recently on the ground. The Bears probably will be able to get up early if uh, that defense can corral Eli Manning, which we think he will. Do you think Jordan Howard gets 15 carries in this game and can maybe knock out 70 yards and fall in the end zone? Because that's really best case the most point for him. Well, the most rushing yards he's put up is 82 in week one on 15 carries. And since then, he hasn't eclipsed 70. But no, I, I don't. I I was hoping that would be last week. And you'd think it would have been last week against, you know, a, a struggling Detroit team. And with your starting quarterback out and your second string quarterback in there, we all thought Jordan Howard was going to get 15 touches and they were going to pound the ball. Um, so nope. yeah, this, this offense, I, you know, Matt Nagy, he, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see him being conservative just because his QBs, I don't see him changing his game plan at all. I think he's a really aggressive coach, uh, play caller for a reason. And I, I think he's just going to keep calling it as if Trubisky's in there. Um, I don't think he's changing anything for anybody. I think he calls the, the, the game how he wants to, and this is how he wants to call it. So if it was going to happen, I thought it was going to happen last week. So I, I I'm just, I, I <laughs> you have to put him on your bench until you see something. It's too risky. Okay. Fair enough. Unfortunately, I, I agree with you. Um, I was really high on him coming in the off season or the uh, preseason. And it's just, it's frustrating. I hope, uh, I hope for his sake and the bears, frankly, that uh, they part ways next year and he's able to go to a, a ground and pound, Team, I think if he was to match up with a team like, say, Seattle, which he won't go to, they have four running backs, but a team like that who has a run-first mentality, um, I think Jordan Howard is a really solid running back, personally, as, as yeah. just a running back himself. But he doesn't fit that offense, clearly. Nope. And Tariq Cohen, who's 5'6", is killing it. Uh, so you can fire up Tariq Cohen. I think he's going to have a big game. Anthony Miller is a stud. I would start Anthony Miller personally over Allen Robinson. I'm not excited about Allen Robinson personally. Um, if you have him, you start him, I guess, but I'm not stoked on him. Trey Burton, there's another guy we've been bickering Ugh. about back and bench forth. Bench him. You got to bench him. Damn. Damn. Yes, you can't. It's unbelievable that the starting running back and and really the most hyped tight end 
in the preseason outside of the big three, uh, Trey Burton and, and Jordan Howard coming into the preseason. Every, I mean, I was all over him. Everybody else was all over him. High draft picks, reaching all this shit. You were upset when I picked Trey Burton in like the fifth round or whatever in our so, league. Yeah, of, in the sixth in the round, of, right before me. Yeah, you were like bummed. <laughs> Thank God. I know, no you, shit. Dude. And I was actually, I was really disappointed that uh, Jordan Howard, because of our keeper situation in our league of record, he was picked in the first round. And I was I was pissed. I was really? like, dude, how does he not fall to the second at least? Like I was all about it. I, you know, escaped there. I got Joe Mixon instead. That worked out. But it's just crazy to me, man, that Trey Burton and, and Jordan Howard are who they are right now in an offense. But it's weird. Jordan Howard makes sense. I don't understand what's going on with Trey Burton. What what is coming over from the Eagles, we thought it was gonna be a very similar setup. I I, the Trey Burton thing doesn't make any sense. I'm Jordan Howard makes sense. He just doesn't fit. I don't understand what's going on with Trey Burton. I'm with you, man. And I said last week or the week before, whatever, that watching the games, because I've been studying these guys, trying to figure out, like, like are they, like, injured and not, not sitting games, but they're hampered, or is it not the right play calls, like, all this shit. Trey Burton runs plenty of routes. He's open every time he runs a route, dude. It's unbelievable. He's open. But – He's not the first look. He's not the second look. Tariq Cohen is getting all of his catches. When Trey Burton gets the ball, he averages like 10 yards per catch. He's got, you know, he falls in the end zone plenty. But the last last three games for Trey Burton, four for 40, no touchdown. One for nine against Minnesota, no touchdown. Four for 28 versus Detroit, no touchdown. Against the Giants, I'm definitely concerned, but... Yikes. Anyway, sorry, we're, we're spending way too long on the Bears, but this is pissing me off because these are people that <laughs> these are guys that I think people drafted early have been frustrating mm-hmm. the whole season. And now you're getting into the playoffs. We're like, do you drop these guys? Do you not drop these guys? We actually have a segment on tomorrow's uh, episode with Daniel about players that I wanted to bring up who are potentially droppable right now. If this is week seven, you're not even considering dropping Jordan Howard or Trey Burton. I don't care how frustrating they are. You you have to wait it out. Dude, right. we're in week 13, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's time. Yeah, it's, it's time to shit and off the pot. And it's time to start cutting cutting some of these cats out to, to open up your roster spot for, you know, seven uh, handcuff running backs or, or three backup quarterbacks or two defenses. Like, it's playoff season. So we'll get into a segment tomorrow, but spoiler alert, both of these guys are going to be talked about. Let's move on here. So uh, uh, Anthony Miller, as I mentioned, um, I'm, I'm going to fire him up. I'm not stoked on Allen Robinson. Taylor Gabriel, I think, is a long shot. Uh, and Tariq Cohen, I think, is a, a surefire um, option here for, uh, for the Bears. Again, Mitch Trubisky, doubtful as of now, but we will get to that tomorrow if he is for sure out. Chase Daniel, I think, is a, a decent streaming option against the uh, Giants, however, with nobody on a bye anymore this season, I think you have plenty of other options outside of uh, Chase Daniel. Let's move on to a, a much quicker game to catch us up back here on the uh, the speed on the podcast here. We got Dub Bills and the Finns. Uh, this one, you know, you think there's 20 overall points in this game? <laughs> you never know with the Dolphins. They can kind of, and the Bills too, they can kind of just explode at random times, but uh, the the Dolphins more so than the Bills. The Bills don't do much exploding, more imploding. But uh, yeah, the, I don't I don't really want to start anybody on Miami this week if I if I don't have to. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I definitely don't want to stream, even though he's back and he looked pretty good. Uh, but he's going up against the number one ranked defense against quarterbacks. Isn't that amazing? Uh, yeah, that bit. I don't the, know, the, yeah, it's, dude, the, <laughs> well, the the Bills, you know, they don't have anything to lose, and they kind of blitz. 
like crazy. Yeah. So it makes well, sense. Tredavious White is the truth too, man. I've been saying it mm-hmm. all season. He's he really is a stud cornerback, and and uh, if they can get any offense on this team with with uh, Josh Allen, they get a, a couple running backs with some youth and a receiver or two next year. The Bills um, could be solid in the next two, three, four years. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, wide receivers, I really don't want to start any of them, uh, even though it's a little easier of a matchup for them. Um, uh, but still, Kenny Stills and, and Devontae Parker, um, I don't feel comfortable starting any any wide receivers here uh, or tight ends. Um, I don't even think the, the Dolphins have a tight end. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, can really Kenyon Drake is the only guy I would consider putting in a flex, but I really don't want to. I, I traded him away a couple of weeks ago too because he's just such a headache. With it, it it's going to be the same thing. Uh, you know, you can expect the same thing he's done all season. He's either going to give you five points or twenty-five to thirty-five points. Uh, so super boomer bust, dude. Uh, he's got a softer matchup. Uh, he's got an easier matchup than the wide receivers and the quarterbacks here, ranked twenty-third. Um, with his opponent, but still, same old story. Uh, Frank Gore, he'll give you five to ten points if you need it. Uh, otherwise, I'm leaving him on the bench. And yeah, like I said, with Kenyon Drake, if you can, just keep him on the bench. It's it's too inconsistent. Fair enough, man. For the Bills side, uh, really, there's only two players I even want to talk about here. If you're still starting a, a Bills receiver, uh, no, no, uh, no disrespect or being rude, but you're probably not in the playoff hunt um, with. Josh Allen and Shady McCoy. So, uh, pop quiz: Who has more rushing touchdowns on the season, Josh <laughs> Allen or Shady McCoy? Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen's crazy. He's my favorite. I- I'm going to talk about him coming up when we when we hop on with Daniel. But yeah, Josh Allen. He was my favorite rookie quarterback coming out of the draft. Awesome. I think man. he's going. I think he's going to be a star if he doesn't get his head taken off, literally separated from his body. Yeah, and if, if yeah, if the Bills give him any help, um, that's, that's awesome, man. Because I think you know all of the the uh, the analysts and all the the uh, quote unquote you know uh, experts in the uh, in the mainstream. I think had Josh Allen as the least ranked quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't, you know, I was really big on Lamar. I've, I've been talking about Lamar Jackson all, all offseason as far as coming in and stuff. But I didn't hate on on Josh Allen, you know. And uh, I think that's interesting, man, because I think you'd probably be a lone ranger, to be honest, outside of, like, Wyoming fans um, mm-hmm. taking Josh Allen first. So I'd be interested to hear your take on that tomorrow. Um, really quick, uh, Shady McCoy has 426 rushing yards on the season. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you didn't hear me. 426 rushing yards on the season in 11 games. This is pretty good. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Josh Allen has 254 in in the eight games that he's played. He missed five games with an injury. He, Josh <laughs> Allen had 99 rushing yards last week versus yeah. Jacksonville in that touchdown. He's so which fast. Is huge. Dude, he is. Uh, Shady McCoy had 46 rushing yards. Josh Allen is the best running back on the team, straight up. Yeah. Um, I, I think Josh Allen is a decent streaming option against uh, the Dolphins. However, their secondary has also been pretty good. I think quietly, both of these defenses are, are decent streaming options this mm-hmm. week. Um, but if you if you are just you know two quarterback leagues, something ridiculous where you're considering deep ass options, Josh Allen I think is kind of a poor man's maybe even not i mean i hmm, i think he's poor man's mahomes <laughs> no well no not quite but i think i was gonna say i would put him as a poor man's lamar jackson hmm. but 
Josh Allen throws the ball better. He just doesn't have any weapons. I think Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are very similar right now with their situation, their running ability, their lack of passing ability and weapons. So interesting there. Shady McCoy, I told you to bench him in week three. Don't play LaShawn McCoy. Um, nobody else on the Bills I'm, uh, I'm excited about. However, I do want to mention again, pick up both of these defenses potentially. I think they're going to be solid plays, uh, both of them. Uh, let's move on to the Colts and the Jags. All of a sudden – uh, I, I feel like I say this every week, but I'm like shocked when I read the actual record of the Jaguars at three and eight now, but they have just completely plummeted, dude. They're, they're absolutely smoked. The only promising fact here for the Jaguars is that they have finally moved on, at least for this week from the Blake Bortles experiment. Um, I think that'll definitely help them out. Uh, we'll get to our picks tomorrow and, and talk about this game a little bit more, but how do you feel about the Jags overall as far as fantasy is concerned? Oh, terrible. I think uh, TJ Yeldon is pretty much the only dude I, dude I would be considered. How do you feel about uh, Carlos Hyde? Not great. Uh, we just haven't seen it yet, so it's hard to – I mean, he had 10 carries for 33 yards last week. Um, but, yeah, I don't if, – if I had to pick between the two, I'm more comfortable with TJ Yeldon because because of the matchup especially. You think, I, I, you know, Andrew Luck is going to put up at least three – touchdowns that's what he's on a streak he's on a roll so you have to think the Colts are going to put up a lot of points um and Jacksonville is going to have to be throwing it a lot and they're going to be playing from behind Mm -hmm. so that's a that's a better game script for TJ Yeldon as a patch casting uh, a pass catching back whereas Carlos Hyde uh you know he's going to be more of a pounder and he might he might fall into the end zone once or twice uh but yeah I think Carlos Hyde is is more risky because of the game script um yeah, TJ Yeldon. Obviously, I'm not streaming Kessler. Uh, these, you know, DD Westbrook. He's been playing okay. He had a good week last week with a TD and only three catches. But um, I mean, yeah, with the QB change, I, I can't. I don't want to start any of these guys, especially in the flex. Um, so that TJ Yeldon is the only dude <laughs> I feel comfortable playing here. Okay, and I, I would just mention really quick about the Carlos Hyde, T.J. Yeldon situation. I think it's one of those, like, in standard, I would go Carlos Hyde, in PPR, I would go T.J. Yeldon. I think Carlos Hyde is going to have value because the Jags like to ground and pound, and I think you can run on the Colts. Um, however, their uh, their new um, offensive coordinator is offensive coming up. Yeah, is coming in from the Canadian Football League, and, and as we all know uh, – <laughs> They chuck the shit out of the ball. I'm pretty sure they don't even have running right. backs in the Canadian Football League. So they're just going to try and air it out maybe with the scheme against the Colts in a potential shootout. I'm not sure how, how well Cody Kessler will actually be able to do that. So it could definitely lean toward um, TJ Eldon for sure. However, I think the only way the Jags could win this game is a if Jalen Ramsey plays, which he looks like he will now. But earlier in the week, Doug Marone said that he was unlikely to play. Keep an eye on that. I'll get to T.Y. Hilton and his matchup in a second. But the only way the Jags win this game, in my opinion, is somehow that defense muscles up at home and, and shuts down Andrew Luck, which I just don't think is going to happen. But they're going to have to run the ball and kill the clock uh, and put up points. And I don't think T.J. Yeldon is that guy, I think. I think it would be uh, Carlos Hyde. So interesting there, but I agree with you. I would lean toward T.Y. or excuse me, um, T.J. Yeldon TJ. in uh, yeah PPR and uh, Hyde in uh, standard leagues. <clears throat> Moving over to the Colts side, uh, Andrew Luck automatic even against the Jags. Um, he has you know he has uh, uh, three touchdowns. Excuse me, three touchdowns in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, 
straight games, and he has four touchdowns in three of those eight games. He has been absolutely on fire, destroying everybody. He's had a lot of cush matchups, um, but but in week 10, he had 285, three touchdowns against this Jacksonville uh, team. Now, the Colts are on the road. It's definitely different when Luck is out of the dome, so maybe not 303 touchdowns, but I'm I think he's good for at least – 250 and two, uh, which is a, a solid option there. And T.Y. Hilton, I think you play regardless. Um, he's questionable this week, but I think it's just a maintenance situation. He should be fine to play. If Jalen Ramsey plays, you maybe temper your expectations, but you have to play him. I'm sure you don't have you know better options. If you do, I would sit T.Y. Hilton if Jalen plays. If Jalen does not play, T.Y. Hilton could potentially be a top three receiver this week um and definitely a big dfs option uh looks like marlon mack is doubtful this week with a concussion if he sits uh, i like naheem hines over jordan wilkins this week i think there's going to be a lot of dump offs to naheem Mm -hmm. hines uh with the pass rush there from the jags and um eric ebron i mean is an automatic dude with with uh with jack doyle now done for the season with a kidney laceration holy shit could you imagine dude like what that actually would feel like yikes that would hurt anyway um eric ebron is a uh, surefire top three to five uh tight end the rest of the season he's also questionable he's got a number of injuries although i think he uh, is basically just getting some maintenance uh early in the week i think he'll be just fine and we've seen what eric ebron has been able to do in the first half of the season without uh, Jack Doyle there. So yep. love, love Eric Ebron. Let's move on to the Browns and the Texans. I think quietly, man, this might be one of the best fantasy shootouts of the week, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like, I like, I like just about everybody on Houston. I'm definitely playing Deshaun Watson. He had a, he had a pretty good game last week. Although I don't know. He's a weird, he's a weird quarterback. I think, I think he's still young. Uh, he has so much talent, but his decision making is really random. Especially last week, he would make—I don't know—like towards the end of the second uh, uh, quarter, going into halftime, there were like 15 seconds left, and instead of throwing the ball or throwing it away, he like ran it for five yards, and it just kind of killed the clock, and they couldn't really do anything. So he, he's still making really bad decisions randomly, but he still has so much talent, and he has a really talented offense around him. So obviously, you're playing Deshaun Watson. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, he's got a pretty juicy matchup. Obviously, I'm playing him. Lamar Miller, I guess you have to play him now. God, he's so frustrating. Yeah, you but, can play uh, him. No, yeah, thank he, you. He's a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah, buying he, it, bro. I'm not buying it. Sorry. He's got, but he has, I mean, he's going up against the 26th ranked uh, defense against running backs this week. So uh, you, you don't, I don't expect him to tank like he does randomly. Uh, you never know though. You can't, it's hard to trust him. Um, Kiki Kuti, I, I don't want anything to do with him until he's a hundred percent healthy again. Yeah. And even then he's still going to, you know, he's going to pull a hammy on the second play like he always does. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't feel comfortable playing QT unfortunately, cause I think he's a really good playmaker and the team really, you know, the team gets really excited about him when they talk about him. Uh, Demarius Thomas, I really don't want to play him e- either, even though he has a really good matchup. And he's he put up two touchdowns last week, but he only had four catches for 38 mm-hmm. yards. So I don't know. Demarius Thomas, it's a great matchup, and I think he'll be more involved, especially if Kiki is out. But it's just too risky for me, especially this week. This is an important week to get into the playoffs. So if you have a more stable option at flex and you don't need to be super risky, 
uh, I would go with that stable option. If you need a if you need a, a risky high reward type play, uh, maybe you know Demarius might give you might give you twenty to thirty points this week. It's hard to say though. Uh, Texans defense, yeah, I feel I feel okay about it. Um, not great. Um, and yeah, I mean that's about it. Not not not. I definitely don't want to play any of their tight ends. Yeah, their tight ends are pretty pretty hit or miss. They do. Uh, Jordan Thomas has actually been pretty solid for them. Uh, but they, you know, they, they, only they one ca- catch, yeah. only one catch the last three games. <laughs> totally. They're, they're kind of, they're kind of like the, the, the less exciting version of the Colts. It's like, you don't know who's going to get the action, but somebody will probably catch yeah. a touchdown. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. Nuke is a beast, but I, hmm, the Demarius Thomas thing is kind of interesting actually, man. I think I agree with you. I agree with you that he's, he's you obviously – Would you play him or would you well, sit him this week? So here, here's what I'll say. If Kiki sits, I would play Demarius. But yeah. I also agree with you that even if Kiki sits and you are looking at your potential – of course, every time we say shit like this, it's it's totally determined on your roster, right? Right. If you have better options than uh, – than, um, So with my – I'm I'm pretty much going – I'm, I'm putting in Tyler Lockett instead of Demarius Thomas this week. Against the Niners? I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. If you're looking at like similar tier players or Demarius Thomas, I would go probably the similar tier players. Another thing you have to realize is we've been dealing with bye weeks for the last you know six plus weeks. Right. Nobody's on a bye anymore, right? So everybody's available. Your roster should be at full capacity. Also, you know, obviously barring injury and stuff. But yeah, I I, I see a I see a. Um, rare situation where Demarius Thomas is like an exciting best option for you, but I don't think he's going to be horrible because I think Denzel Ward, I don't think he can stop Nuke Hopkins just at all. He's, he's a beast, but I think he's going to temper Deshaun's automatic pepper him with targets. Therefore, I think Demarius Thomas has had three weeks, four weeks now to get into the system. I think he's going to be utilized more. We did see him get two touchdowns in the goal line, uh, in the red zone last week where the uh, nuke was not targeted. So, you know, interesting option there, but uh, I, I agree with you. I'd like to see him, you know, uh, prove it one more time before him. I'm going for it. But I think if yeah. you need a deep shot, he he may have some upside there uh, for the Browns. Baker Mayfield has been on fire, dude. Super stoked on Baker. Um, he has two, uh, he has multiple touchdowns in his last five games and he has uh, at least three touchdowns in his last two games. Now, you know, the caveat there is he has played pretty cush matchups the last five weeks. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Atlanta, Cincinnati. Doesn't get more cush than that. However, maybe it does. <laughs> He's playing Houston, Carolina, Denver, and Cincinnati down the stretch here, which I, I like all those matchups for the most part. I don't like um, – Baker on the road in Houston, but I think he's a good streaming option for his upside there. Jarvis Landry is another one of these guys I'm going to talk about tomorrow, man. He's been very frustrating, especially in PPR leagues, because you expect him to at least get the catches. Um, We all know the yardage and touchdowns won't be there, but at least get the catches and the volume. He's getting the highest targets every single week, but he's not pulling them in. Just three for 30 last week, two for 22 uh, in week 10. Not excited for Jarvis Landry. I would look elsewhere for him. Uh, okay, here's one. Jarvis Landry or Demarius Thomas? Same game. Oh, Demarius Thomas for sure. Jarvis, wow, Lan- yeah, Jarvis Landry has just disappeared. Me too. That's crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why he just kind of disappeared from the team. <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb, uh, automatic, although I would temper your expectations there. Duke Johnson, 
um, is another player that I think is droppable, to be perfectly honest. Although this game might be an option for him with some dump offs because Jadavion Clowney and and, uh, uh, J.J. Watt are going to be in the backfield every play like they are against everybody. So maybe there's some dump offs against Duke Johnson, but not super stoked on him. Uh, assuming David Njoku plays, I think he's a great option at the tight end position streamer for sure. And I'm not really excited about any of the uh, receiving options there for uh, the Browns. Let's move on to the Cardinals and the Packers. Uh, the Packers in desperation mode at this point at home in Lambeau. Uh, how do you feel about your hometown hometown Cardinals? Any, uh, any options there? I mean, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, anything else? The red zone. Yeah, I get David Johnson, obviously good. Fitzgerald, I mean, I don't feel comfortable with playing, but uh, I mean, he's an okay low-end flex. He's, he's, he's getting those pretty... touchdowns, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not, not got... high upside, but, but definitely stable. Yeah, if he doesn't get a touchdown, he's not going to put up any points, though. So it, that's, that's the only thing. Um, but he's got an easier matchup against Green Bay, ranked 27th against wide receivers. Um, so I guess Fitzgerald is an okay flex, but again, a little risky because you need a touchdown. Demarius um, or Fitz? Oh, probably Demarius just because of the overall offense. The offense, yeah. Okay, I'm with I you. I mean, Go last ahead. week, last week they, they had a pretty successful drive, the first drive of the game. I think they put up like 73 yards, the first, the very first drive. Yeah. And then for the rest of the game, they put up like 76 yards <laughs> in the whole rest of the game. So uh, so Arizona, yeah, if, if you have better options, just steer clear because um, this offense is really uh, struggling still. Cool. Um, yeah, Christian Kirk, maybe if you need like a desperate 5 to 12 uh, flex points, but that's, that's about it. Maybe Ricky Seals-Jones too. If, I mean, again, tight end is super slim, yeah. uh, but he, he's – he hasn't done anything the past couple of weeks. He was okay like last month, but he's another uh, guy that's that's confusing. I don't I don't think yeah. we expected like big numbers like we did with Trey Burton or anything, but he's another guy that's like every week he's he's oh you know, your streaming option, he's got a good matchup, he's mm. getting more involved with Byron Leftwich now calling plays and Josh uh, Rosen loves him and all this shit. And then he gets fucking one catch for nine yards. You're like, what the hell? is going on here like is he hurt like what's up you know I, I i think the talent's there but he's not getting the volume i agree with you uh there uh on the packers side man uh you know Devonte adams automatic uh you know um patrick peterson or not Devonte adams is is a, a surefire starter of course he's over a thousand yards already 10 touchdowns he's over 115 targets he's a beast aaron Rodgers. This is interesting. Droppable? Oh, get the <laughs> is hell he on out your of here. Get tomorrow? the hell out of here. Dude, you know what? I'm just I'm going to I'm going to pause on Aaron Rodgers. We could talk about him more tomorrow cuz I got to discuss with you guys about him in my league of record. Dude, this is where I'm at, okay? I'm at Aaron Rodgers or Baker Mayfield. I'll just I'll just put it out there. We'll talk about it tomorrow. You got um, matchups. So Aaron Jones, uh, automatic against the Hardinals. Oh, man, Aaron Jones could have a field day here. Uh, Jimmy Graham, even if he plays with his beat-up uh, club hand with a broken thumb, not excited about Jimmy Graham at all. <laughs> Bounce-back candidate for me personally, and this is another guy I think people are dropping like crazy, and I'm stoked on it because I'm actually trying to scoop him up in some leagues to see if it's, if it's a fluke or if he's legit. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been very mm. disappointing the last couple of weeks, but if – Randall Cobb remains out, which he's questionable as of right now. We'll see what happens. He's been out the last couple of games. If he's out again against the slot uh, versus the Cardinals, it's been Buda Baker most of the time. 
Um, and again, my man, Mike Taglier just comes through every single time with the hard stats. Buda Baker has been, has been uh, getting destroyed in the slot and Marcus Valdez Scantling is a big dude. He's a big receiver. I think he has potential for a bounce back here. My only concern with Marcus Valdez Scantling is a, he hasn't been consistent. He has, let's see, after a, a breakout in week nine versus new England, three for one one. He had six for 45, uh, 44 in week 10. Then he had one catch for eight yards for Seattle, one catch for three yards versus Minnesota. Both of those are great defenses, though. Versus Arizona, I think he could have a bounce back. My only concern here is overall Aaron Jones could just go ham in this game. The Packers could get up early in Lambeau. could be a cold game. The Cardinals are used to playing in a dome. They could fold early. This game could be out of reach. And I, don't, I just don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have to sling it, which is why I'm concerned about him overall. So maybe all for naught, but I think a bounce back candidate potentially in a deep throw could be Valdez Scantling. And another one is Equinamia St. Brown, uh, who's kind of on the same tip there. Randall Cobb is questionable. Uh, just <laughs> I got a question about this in the DMs, and I thought it was hilarious. Robert Tanyan, do you even know who I'm talking about at this point? No idea. No idea. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Uh, he caught a 54-yard touchdown. Oh, that's Aaron right. Rodgers. Oh, that's, that's right. That's of course. Him. Yeah, yep. that's him. And nobody <laughs> – people are blowing me up like, dude, Jimmy Graham's hurt. Robert Tanyan, what's up? I'm like, dude, he caught yeah. one pass. He was okay. Uh, really, the only other option you're, you're looking for here uh, as far as the tight end position is Lance Kendricks. But he's probably not going to get it done. Don't play the, the tight end for the Packers. Let's move on here. We got the Rams and the Lions uh, – NFL standard, this game is going to be disgusting. Fantasy wise, this one could be exciting, man. Um, I'll let you take the Rams. They're gonna they're gonna have the fireworks there. Yeah, the Rams are pretty easy here. You just, I mean, obviously you're starting all Play of them. Goff, <laughs> Goff, Gurley, Woods, Cooks, uh, except Greg Zerline. He has a bit of a tough matchup this week, so Sky might want to swap him out. Uh, mm. Fourth ranked uh, opponent uh, going up against Detroit. So, well, do you know uh, why that is? Because they don't stop any offenses from scoring touchdowns. <laughs> exactly. The Rams are going to score 56 points and, and have zero seven touchdowns. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Josh Reynolds, I, I like him a lot too. Oh, fire uh, him up. Fire him up. So, yeah, fire up everybody. Rams defense probably too, even though Jesus. they haven't been that great this uh, this year. But you can still uh, you can still throw Rams them are. Yeah, Rams are kind of a buy for you on on this uh, on this podcast. <laughs> for the Lions, man, Kenny Galladay automatic, uh, regardless of the matchup, you have to fire him up. He's the only weapon. Carry on Johnson's out. Marvin Jones is done for the year. Um, Matt Stafford, I don't like against the Rams. Uh, Theo Riddick, I think is a is a you know RB two RB three flex p- position in PPR because um, they're down multiple receivers. Carry on Johnson's out. Uh, Theo Riddick has certainly had an uptick in the last couple of weeks. Um, he's just had two carries and one carry, which we know he doesn't carry the ball, but he's had five catches for uh, three, uh, 30 yards, seven catches for 48 yards in the last two games. Before that, six for 60. So Theo Riddick is certainly uh, becoming kind of that um, pseudo receiver. And <sighs> Laguerre Blunt, dude, what the hell? 19 carries, 88 yards, and two touchdowns versus the Bears. Yep. Um, versus the Rams, who have a similar defensive line and defense. I'm not excited at all to 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 play LeGarrette Blunt. And I think what helped him last week is on uh, Thanksgiving is that the Bears and the Lions had a close game. Um, 
I could and see the Lions the, didn't have anybody else on offense too. Exactly. I could see the Rams being up multiple touchdowns mm-hmm. in the first quarter. Honestly, mm-hmm. if if they come out hot and just put this game away early, I could see the Rams being up, you know, two, three touchdowns at least by the first half and, and LeGarrette Blunt just won't play in the second half. So I'm worried about him. Um, but you know, if you need that touchdown, he's probably the only chance there for for the Lions. So not stoked about the Lions at all, really. Let's move on here to the Broncos and the Bungles. Uh, man, um, you're, you're covering the Broncos here, so I'll let you take that away, but I'd also like you to kick off the Bengals and give me, uh, your report here on, on AJ Green, but take it away first on, uh, the, uh, Broncos. Sure. Yeah. I think this is a pretty similar situation here where it's, a, <laughs> you start everybody against the Bengals because they are atrocious <laughs> on defense. On um, both too, rushing and passing. Yeah. Everything. Sometimes these defenses are shitty against one, but good against the other. The Bengals have just no, they're bad about, <laughs> given yeah. it up, dude. Holy shit. Even with kickers, too. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing I'd be a little stressed about is uh, game script, and the Broncos could jump ahead early, and it could just be a Philip Lindsay day. He might see. I you think know, so, 20 man. He's a huge to... DFS play this week. Yeah, I think, uh, and he, I don't think uh, Lindsay's going to see like you know twenty-five to thirty touches, but he's definitely going to see fifteen to twenty, and then I could see Royce Freeman getting involved from there. Uh, so that they don't just, you know, kill uh, Lindsey because he's not, a, a, you know, a, a heavy workload type running back. But um, the only thing I, that's what I would be worried about here with like Emmanuel Sanders um, and Cortland Sutton, uh, they could, you know, the game script might not be in favor for them and they might not have big games. But still, uh, you have to you have to play Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I, I'm keeping Cortland Sutton on my bench until he shows up because he's been pretty disappointing lately. Um, in case Keenum, I guess. You know, if if you have a really starting lineup and you just don't have a quarterback this week for some weird reason, uh, even though buys are over, but I case Keenum, he's okay for like fifteen to twenty points if if that's what you need and the rest of your team is stacked. Case Keenum might be a, a pretty sturdy uh, streamer. But again, like I said, game script. I'm I'm expecting a lot from the running backs from from here. Uh, and yeah, defense, I, defense for sure. Firing up <laughs> Broncos D. Yep. I agree. And I think, I think the Broncos defense is, is really uh, the defense to look forward to. We also get a lot of uh, questions um, about uh, from listeners and things for, you know, playoff defenses. Of course, everyone wants to know the strength of schedule and shit. And uh, Broncos are, are one of the top teams um, who I think are playing weeks. well right now, but they, yeah, they have a, they have a solid schedule too, so I think they're a, they're a nice pick up there too. Um, okay, well let's flip gears here. Uh, I'll take the the the, the bungles overall. Um, there's not really much to talk about, honestly. So maybe I'll just make it quick, and you can talk AJ Green. Um, Tyler Boyd is who I wanted to cover. Uh, of course, a, uh, uh, Andy Dalton unfortunately is out for the season uh, with a broken thumb, which is you know he's he's Andy Dalton, but he's still a streaming option. You know he's he's reasonable. Um, Tyler Boyd, uh, interesting. In the uh, games where A.J. Green has been out, Tyler Boyd is averaging 74 yards per game and one touchdown with the, uh, the last three games with A.J. Green out. In the uh, games where A.J. Green has been in, he's been averaging 73 yards, so one less yard, but he has five touchdowns with A.J. Green in. The last three weeks with A.J. Green out, uh, Tyler Boyd has three catches for 65 yards, four catches, 71 yards, and seven catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, against Cleveland last week, AJ Green playing, which I'll let you take over here in a second. AJ Green playing this week if he plays, 
will help Tyler Boyd tremendously, I think. I don't think Tyler Boyd is ready to be a number one receiver. With A.J. Green in there, though, that would really help out Tyler Boyd. And Joe Mixon is a is an automatic starter um, every week anyway. He hasn't been amazing, but he's been decent over the last couple of weeks. And we saw, of course, it was a few weeks ago, but uh, the Broncos did get 200 rush yards on them from Isaiah Crowell. Uh, so, you know, Mixon um, – just, you know, 11, 12, and 14 carries the last couple of weeks, which I'd really like to see get back up into that 18, 20 range um, in just 61, 14, and 89 yards and just one touchdown over that span. But he's been played the, Sa- uh, the Saints, he's played the Ravens, and he's played the Browns, who are all solid rush defenses. I think that changes this week against the, uh, the uh, Broncos. And then he's got the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Browns again coming up in the fantasy playoffs. So I really like Joe Mixon moving forward. But – What's up with AJ Green? Honestly, man, I made one mention of it, I think, on a Tuesday podcast after you made the trade for AJ Green a few weeks ago. But I basically was like, Curly may or may not be able to use him because he's hurt, yada, yada. We haven't even talked about your AJ Green trade yet on the podcast like a month later because it hasn't been relevant. What is your thought on AJ Green right now? He's practicing. He's back. He says <laughs> he says he's playing Sunday. So it sounds like, um, yeah, it sounds like he's back. It sounds like he he said he feels not a hundred percent, but he said you know he feels like eighty to ninety percent. Uh, he said he feels really good, not a hundred percent, but he said nobody really feels a hundred percent. You know, in week thirteen of the NFL. True. Sure. Um, so uh, it sounds like he feels good and he really wants to play. Um, and he was. Uh, the most important thing is that he was on the field yesterday uh, for Wednesday's practice. I haven't seen anything about Thursday yet. I've been looking like every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I go to bed and I wake up looking for AJ, New- AJ Green news uh, ever since I made that trade. Uh, so, yeah, the, I, I don't really care about what he, him or the coach say. Uh, I, I care about if they're on the field during practice. And he had a limited session. Um, and if he has a limited to a full-time session uh, Thursday and Friday, then I feel really good about him. Um, I, I'm not too worried about Jeff, Jeff Driscoll at quarterback over Andy good. Dalton. He's good. And, and, and I can't remember who from the team uh, uh, on Twitter, they, they just tweeted something about how Jeff, Dr- Jeff Driscoll could be a little bit of a spark for the team. Yeah. You know, or it's a kind of depressing having Andy Dalton in there week after week after week and it's not working. It's not going to work. So well, and AJ AJ came out. Sorry to cut you off, but really quick, AJ came out and was basically like, "Dude, I'm I'm about it." Like like he had this yeah. old this little snippet that Fantasy Pros put up on their Instagram. It was a quote from AJ Green. It was basically like AJ Green was something like uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like just you know throw the ball near me and I'll catch it. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, like I'm a- anywhere 10 yards within. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just throw it up. I'll catch it. We need, exactly. you know, I'm, I'm, and, and Joe Mixon came out two weeks ago. AJ Green's come out and been like, dude, I'm tired of playing to, to a uh, playing not to lose is what they said. And yeah. that's disheartening, man. You and I, uh, some of the listeners will know what we're talking about here. You and I played for a high school baseball team with a lot of fucking talent, but the attitude was basically to play not to lose. And that was a shitty mentality. You know what I mean? It's hard to get fired up when you're basically just like, don't be as bad as we were last game versus we're good. Let's go out and crush. And I think the Bengals in general, the coaching staff needs to just clean house, but their team is uber talented all around AJ or uh, Andy Dalton's not terrible, but he's out. Driscoll's not terrible. I think that they can get away with it here. Um, And frankly, if the Broncos don't come out fired up, uh, 
if everyone plays well and AJ Green's back at home, the Bengals might steal a game here. Uh, I don't think they will, but if you never know, if the tides turn, yeah, they they could. And I think the Bengals are frankly just either going to be deflated and just like fuck it, <laughs> or this is bullshit. We're better than this, you know. Uh, Hugh Jackson, you know, can't can't burn us down. So let's uh, let's try to get out and get a W for ourselves. So. We'll see what happens with AJ Green, but um, you know I'm, I'm excited for you to actually be able to use him. Uh, that would be kind That'd of be shitty cool. to trade for him, and then he. Then well, he it was pretty play. much a trade too. Cause at the time, I traded Elijah McGuire and Jordan Reed, and I was just Great I was trade. just ready to get Great rid of trade. Jordan Reed. But I wasn't expecting to have him until playoffs, and I was like, okay, well, if I make it to the playoffs, even mm-hmm. you know if I might not even get in, but if I make it to the playoffs and AJ Green comes back in December, I mean, my team is stacked and I'm going to cruise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would be awesome to have him back a week earlier than expecting. Um, yeah. That would be a, that'd be a treat for sure. Cool. Well, he got, a, as you, as you mentioned, AJ Green got a limited uh, practice in this morning. And uh, if he gets a uh, full practice in tomorrow, he should be uh, ready to go. But it looks like AJ Green's fired up. He has definitely backed up his backup quarterback and given him, you know, the the attaboy, let's go do this. So that's always nice to see um, mm-hmm. instead of being bummed that his starter is out kind of a thing. So uh, I love AJ Green, man. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. I'm rooting for him. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you can get him moving. Uh, we're running long in the tooth here on the podcast. There's been a lot to talk about in these, these early games. We're just over halfway through. So um, let's just, I think, looking ahead on, on the rest of these games, I think there's a lot of these games we can just blaze through very quickly. Yeah. So yeah. unless we need further analysis, let's just blaze through who you're starting, who you're sitting, and we'll crush out the rest of this podcast. Uh, we have uh, next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens and the Atlanta Falcons. Why don't you take the Falcons? Oh, yeah. Matt Ryan is a tough start. Um, if I have a better option, I'm going to sit Matt Ryan this week against this Baltimore defense. The ranked fifth against quarterback. Uh, Julio Jones, obviously, you're starting, even though it's a really tough matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tevin Coleman, man, I mean, I, he's a low-end flex option for me. Um, I would I would prefer to sit him this week. Uh, Austin Hooper, uh, you know, not, not a – he has the best matchup out of any Atlanta Falcons. So if you're desperate, I guess you could play him because uh, uh, the Falcon or the uh, the Ravens are ranked 18th against the tight end. So mm-hmm. he could he could put up okay numbers. Uh, and Calvin Ridley, I I'm, I'm going to sit this week, even though he's kind of you know he's a he's a boomer bust option. Yeah, uh, Mohamed Sanu. Uh, if you need around 10 points in the flex, he's a good option. Otherwise, I'm going to probably put him on my bench as well. Uh, and Matt Bryant, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, not, I'm gonna stream somewhere else too, kicker wise. Cool, fair enough. I agree. Uh, I would, I'm a little more stoked than you are on Matt Ryan just because they're at home. Um, but you're right, the Ravens defense is is uh, is nasty. Um, moving on to the Ravens side, I uh, love Lamar Jackson. Um, love him anyway, but I love this matchup, man. The the, the Falcons have been have been destroyed. Uh, looks like Deion Jones, the linebacker who's been out since week one, may come back this week. Uh, that would help the uh Falcons overall I just don't think he's going to be enough to patch up everything that they have wrong with them so I love Lamar Jackson in this matchup certainly his rushing ability but I think he may even start throwing the ball here pretty soon and um therefore Michael Crabtree I think is a decent option because he's more of a short range possession guy John Brown man another guy we're going to talk about tomorrow so I'll, mm, I'll save my thanks, I'll save my full take uh but uh, I'm not excited uh, about him overall although this is the prove it matchup for me against the uh, terrible Falcons defense there and Gus Edwards man he's the name to talk about this kid 
coming out of nowhere here, 17 carries, 115 yards in the touchdown two weeks ago versus Cincinnati, 23 carries, 118 yards last week versus Oakland, gets another incredible matchup versus the Falcons this week. I think, again, the Ravens are going to be a ground and pound uh, with Lamar Jackson because he's just not a big chucker. You can run on the Falcons. I love Gus Edwards in this game. Alex Collins has been out. Uh, they well, basically kind of benched two weeks ago, sat last week, could play this week, could not, not really worried about him uh, intruding on Gus Edwards. I think what's funny is Gus Edwards is basically doing what Alex Collins did last year. Um, Alex Collins came in after the bye last year out of nowhere and just crushed and won people championships <laughs> in fantasy. And I think Gus Edwards is, is potentially on his way. Great matchups coming up. Atlanta, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Chargers. Love all of those for Gus Edwards. Moving on to the uh, Jets and the Titans. Not much to talk about here overall, but I'll let you take the Titans because at least you have a couple names to mention. Sure. Uh, Mariota, he's an okay stream option. Um, it's a pretty easy matchup, but not a great game script. I don't see the Jets putting up a lot of points and, and Mariota having to throw it a lot and play a lot of catch-ups. So. They're at home, which helps. But I They're agree. at home, which – well, that means their defense is going to only allow like six points yep. when they play at home. So, like I said, I don't think it's a good game script for this offense. Uh, uh, Deion Lewis, okay flex option for me. Um, Corey Davis, <laughs> what do we do with Corey Davis? He's an auto, he's an he's an automatic. <laughs> you have man. to you have to put him you in, to, but yeah. he's so risky. It's, it's he's really frustrating. But yeah, you, you have to put him in. Um, and I mean, Derek Henry, I'm putting keeping on the bench. There's nothing, nobody else. I John New Smith at, at uh, Joe New Smith at tight end though. He's he's actually been past month. Um, again, if you want 10 to 12 points from your tight end, which is which is pretty solid this yeah. year, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so that, that's about it. Uh, Did you – sorry sorry if I missed it. Did you mention Deion Lewis? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I mentioned him. He's an okay flex option okay. for me. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I, um, I just for some reason it went uh, – But not the perfect game script for him, like I mentioned. Yeah, I agree. And actually, uh, recently, uh, Derek Henry now is getting more touches. For the last right. couple of weeks, it was frustrating because Deion Lewis was getting more touches than Derrick Henry. Now Derrick Henry's getting more touches. Right. I think, man, I still have faith in this offense with Matt LaFleur in general, but it's not clicking this year. They're going to have to make some changes in the offseason. Marcus has been pretty much hurt the entire season one way or another. Next year, I, I'm, I'm going to hold the same faith, I think, coming into next year. But this year is a kind of a lost season on offense. I agree with you. They're all pretty risky. But Corey Davis is the diamond in the rough, I think, talent-wise at least. So if Marcus can uh, get him loose, he'll be all right. Uh, for the Jets, man, I, I'm not excited about anybody. Against this Titans defense on the road, I don't want to yeah. start anybody from the Jets. The only person I would consider, because it's the tight end position, is Chris Herndon who has been uh, quietly pretty solid. Um, I think he's known in the fantasy circle because of tight ends, but in the NFL circles, I never hear his name mentioned. But uh, in his last three games, four for 62, three for 35, seven for 57. He's got three touchdowns in the middle of the season there. Um, so, you know, not a huge upside play, but certainly I think the only Jets option, uh, period. Um, Elijah McGuire, again, long shot, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not stoked on him. And as Isaiah Crowell, He's had a couple big games, but I'm not stoked on him either. Let's move on to the chefs and the Raiders. Uh, I'll let you talk about your boy Mahomes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, are you gonna are you gonna play Mahomes this week against the Raiders? Probably. <laughs> yeah. This he is, might only this play is one a, quarter though. That's the issue. I know. That's what I was just gonna say. It's. I mean, obviously, you're starting everybody, but I can see a lot of these guys not putting up many points because I don't think they're going <laughs> to have one to. half. Jesus. 
Oh, uh, the only thing, the only person to really talk about is Sammy Watkins. Uh, he didn't practice again Thursday. He hasn't practiced. So uh, don't don't put him in your lineup, even if it says that he's ready to go and yep. he's taking off the injury report. Because, mm. again, he, he might just play a play and, oh, my foot hurts and they don't need me this week anyway. So I'm just going to sit. So if he's clear and he's playing, just keep him on your bench. You do, it, it, it's it's too risky. And um, that's all. That's about all. If Chris Conley, Chris Conley, he might be an okay option too. If, if uh, Sammy, if, if Sammy sits, I would fire up Chris Conley for sure. Yeah, he's he, he had up. two touchdowns last uh, two Monday nights ago. Um, he's a, he's a solid receiver. He just hasn't really gotten the opportunities because he's always been a, a second, third, fourth option on a team because he's not quite a, a wide receiver. Like four, one or two. Fourth, fourth or fifth, but, but sixth I'll, option. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you. I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but like a lot of these teams, man, have like eight receivers. We only know about two or three of them because they're fantasy relevant, right? But on an actual NFL depth chart, these teams have like eight receivers, right? And Chris Conley is, I think, one of the better third, fourth receivers in the league. Like, again, he's not sexy and we we don't talk about him because he's not a one or two in the fantasy circles. But when he gets an opportunity, he's fast, he's athletic, he's got hands. He plays on arguably the best offense in the league. Uh, if Sammy sits, I like Chris Conley, especially in DFS, but um, certainly as a, as a, a deep option there. Um, yeah, I agree with you, man. Kelsey, you know, uh, Kelsey's going to be a beast. Kareem Hunt's going to be fine. My only concern, uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be ridiculous, and he's better on the road. Uh, I'm terrified, unfortunately. I'm going up against our nemesis, Missick, who was on yesterday's podcast with the DFS. I was flicking him some shit, um, but he's now – uh, leading our uh, listener league, he's wrapped up into the, the number one seed. I'm basically battling to make sure I'm in the playoffs and and get a, a seed there. You got Mahomes and Hill this Ooh. week against you, dude. I'm hoping. Here's what I here's the best case scenario <laughs> for me. Best case scenario for me. Tyreek Hill catches like three catches for like 45 yards, and Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt score two touchdowns in the first half. The Raiders turn over the ball. The Chiefs are up like 21 nothing. And they just run the clock out with Spencer Ware. That's that's my. <laughs> that's it could my, be a big day for Spencer Ware. And, I know and that's Kareem my Hunt. that's my ideal uh, ideal situation. But we'll see. It's probably going to be two eighty yard bombs to fucking Tyreek Hill, which would suck. But we'll see what happens there. Um, Chiefs are easy. Uh, the uh, really quick Chiefs defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing I'm better stream- as of late. I'm getting healthy. Them. Yeah, I'm streaming them in the league. I like them this week. They. They're probably they're gonna get they're gonna put give some points away, but yeah they they God they have a lot of talent still. And uh, I saw a picture of uh, Eric Berry. He was he was on the practice field doing some stretches and stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, finally, I'm excited for him to come back. Um, of course, uh, you know, great story. You know, overcoming uh, you know cancer and things. So wish him well for sure on the human level, and he's a hell of an athlete. So it would be great to get him back and and you know right for the picking for the Chiefs. Holy shit, man! They're they're in the Super Bowl chase for sure as well. Um, Raiders side, uh, I mean Derek Carr. If you're in two two quarterback league, uh, Jared Cook because he's a tight end with upside, and um, Doug Martin I think is actually an interesting play here who's been playing uh, well as of late and I think could have a nice game here versus the Chiefs. My only concern is that they just boat race the the Raiders and he gets game scripted out. But um, you know. Martin has been okay if you're if you're hurting at the running back position or you have a, a you know extra flex or something like that. But um, he's had at least ten carries in the last uh, five games. He's had at least fifty yards. He's got a touchdown. 
Um, catching the ball a little bit out of the backfield, not super stoked, but basically just trying to make a case for some of the Raiders. But frankly, I, I stay away from all the Raiders uh, at all times if possible. Let's move on to the 49ers and the Seahawks. This one could be ugly in the NFL, but how do you feel about the Niners uh, fantasy-wise? Uh, George Kittle and Matt Breida, I think, are great plays this week, and that's about it. Um, it's hard to say wide receiver wise, um, Mark, especially with Marquise Goodwin, it's kind of, it kind of all depends on him. Well, um, yeah, he's not even injured and he, he's kind of dealing with some family, some personal stuff, Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but he's still on the injury report this week. Um, but yeah, like, so if Marquise Goodwin doesn't play, I think, uh, Dante Pettis, he's Love an it. okay, an Love okay it. flex option, but, uh, it looks like Nick Mullins is still the starting quarterback and, he he didn't look really good at Damn all. Damn it! I like Nick Mullins. <laughs> I don't. Come know. on, bro. Come on. You gotta. <laughs> this happens all the time with these rookie quarterbacks. Know, they look amazing the first game, and then they come back to real life. But yeah. uh, I like Mullins too. I'm rooting for him, but I, I think uh, this. You know what? What we saw last week against Tampa Bay. I think that's what's gonna. That, that's more of the norm for him. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. But that's about it. Yeah, Kittle and Breda are for sure uh, starts for me, and and maybe Pettis if Goodwin yeah. out. I like I like Pettis a lot, man. I, I had mentioned him uh, on one of our way deep sleepers uh, preseason, um, and of course this is when uh, Garcon was still around. Um, you know, this is going to be with, with Jimmy G at the time, of course, and and everything else. So a little skewed at this point, but I had mentioned that. Unfortunately, uh, well, you know, I live in Eugene, Oregon. Of course, the, the Ducks run the show over here. And uh, Washington Huskies are the rival. I'm not really into it. I don't really give a shit about rivalries and stuff like that. But it's been fun to watch because I've seen a lot of Huskies games. Huskies have been playing better in college football the last couple of years. And Dante Pettis was the number one receiver for the Huskies the last couple of years in the Pac-12. And he's a stud, dude. Yeah. He really is. He's a hell of a player. Um I was stoked when the Niners got him. I thought that was kind of a sleeper pickup uh, for for future here because um, Garcon's going to be gone and, and Marquis Goodwin will see. But they have two burners when Jimmy G comes back. So we'll see about next year. But I like Dante Pettis. He scored a touchdown last week. Um, definitely a nice filling position and can certainly break a big play. Although the uh, Seahawks defense has been um, – they, they lost all of their names, but they're certainly playing Seahawk defense right now. And, dude, at home – it pains me because I, I don't like the Seahawks. I live in Seahawk country and I'm a Niner fan. So it's, it's, it's shitty uh, <laughs> to see them getting, getting right at the right time. But um, they're playing well, they're playing at home. I think they destroy the 49ers, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see uh, for the Seahawks for fantasy wise. Uh, Russie will is an automatic. Chris Carson's an automatic Mike Davis and Rashad Penny. I would stay away from. However, if you're in a way deep position or you have some injuries either one of those guys i think could be a you know low expectation slot for a uh, you know like a second flex because the seahawks could get up early and the niners can definitely be run on chris carson of course could get hurt anytime we've seen that over the last couple of weeks so one of those guys could have a big game uh, kind of sleeper potential like chris carson or i'm sorry uh spencer Ware, but i like chris carson first and foremost there doug baldwin um kind of nursing a groin injury. I don't like that at all with the receiver. He's been hurt all season. You play him because the Niners are terrible. But how about this? We'll talk about this more tomorrow because I just want to see what Daniel's temperature is as the uh, resident Seahawk. Um, I don't want to call him a fan because he's a Niner guy, but but certainly Seahawk supporter in the fantasy circles. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But Doug Baldwin, 
versus Uncle Sherm and Uncle Sherm playing in Seattle for the first time since he left the team, I think will be a very interesting matchup. Yeah. But uh, I don't like I don't like Doug Baldwin too much. I would go away from him if you can. I'm actually stoked about uh, both Tyler Lockett. Um, I think is going to have a huge game, and uh, David Moore as mm-hmm. well. Um, I think could have a big game. As, so I'd play both of those guys over Doug Baldwin, whether he's quote unquote healthy or not, because frankly, I don't think he's healthy anyway. Um, and I don't like the matchup against Richard Sherman. Sherman is not who he used to be. Uh, I'm still bummed that we paid all that money for him. However, <laughs> he's been playing good the past few weeks, though. He he's has been playing, been playing shut well. Down. He has been playing well, and Doug Baldwin is gimpy at best. Yeah. I think because of the emotion that Richard Sherman's going to play with in this game in Seattle, back up against the wall, trying to prove Seattle wrong. I think Sherman's going to have a good game. Therefore, I think Baldwin will be shut down. I like Tyler Lockett, and I like uh, David Moore, Chris Carson, and Russie Will. Not worried about either one of the tight ends, although. One of them will catch a touchdown, I'm sure. I just don't want to play either one of them. Uh, three games left on the slate. The Minnesota Vikings and the Patriots. Hoo-wee. Uh, This one's going to be fun. The next one, the Chargers and the Steelers, is going to be fun. I'm really stoked about this game. Vikings, Patriots, who do you want to cover here? I'll take the other one. Yeah, I'll do Minnesota. Um, yeah, this is going to be a really exciting game. This is a, this is a really good game to just uh, to watch and think about, like, what 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 are the Patriots going to look like come playoff time and all this? It, 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 there's a lot of stuff going on inside this game. There's a lot of little parts moving mm-hmm. around. Uh, and, and, and it'll tell us a lot about what the playoffs are going to look like because the Patriots have been, really been struggling. So mm-hmm. it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Um, but yeah, I think Kirk Cousins, he's, this is a good game script for him because we imagine New England to put up some points, even though they've been struggling. So that's a little tough, but... Uh, it's a good matchup for Cousins, so I think he's an okay to a solid play, uh, even though he's not my favorite quarterback this year. Uh, and Adam Thielen and Diggs, obviously you're playing them, but it's going to be really interesting to see, because as we know, Belichick, he really likes to just take away one weapon completely. Yes, sir. Just completely but shut who? him down. But so who? which one? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with I you. I don't know. I think if I were Belichick, I would probably take Thielen away, because he does line up in the slot, and he's inside, and it's just easier for Cousins to hit him. You know, it's a lot easier for him to throw it, you know, shorter mm. distance and everything. Good call. And Diggs is on the outside. And so, you know, it, it, it takes a little bit more effort to get the ball to Diggs. So I would say if I were Belichick, I would probably shut down Thielen first. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he tries to shut down both of them. Mm. Um, but anywho, so that'll be interesting to watch. Um, obviously, you're playing both. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he's a he's a solid RB, two with upside. He's. Man, he's so fast. He looks good, uh, but he's yes. just not, you know, he's not getting as much playing time as I'm sure his fantasy owners would want. I, I, I think, I think just to just to alleviate some stress, just my eye test. This is not a report. This is just my gut feeling. I love Dalvin Cook too. I was super stoked on him coming in the season. He was my ride or die player at the running back position. Um, of course, he got hurt and that w- went out the window. But <clears throat> I think it's less about him. Like, first of all, Latavius Murray is legit. Okay, he's not just a backup. He's a good running back. So the Mm -hmm. Vikings know that they don't have to ride Dalvin Cook. He's obviously been extremely injured two years in a row. He was injured in college. The Vikings are on the outside looking in right now. But in my opinion, overall, they're better than the Bears. They prove they're better than the Packers. I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs as a wild card. Once they get into the playoffs, the Vikings are dangerous. They're going to need Dalvin Cook to, to even compete with the Saints, compete with the Rams. So I think this is kind of a like you know, ease him back in for multiple weeks, make sure he's fully fucking 100% strong. That knee is good to go for the playoffs. Um, Now this is a game where like, 
if they lose this game to the Patriots, which they certainly could on the road, they're six, five and one. And they're all of a sudden, you know, behind uh, uh, Carolina by chance. Uh, they're behind Seattle uh, by chance. They're, they're definitely clawing at that point. So they have to win this game. Yeah. Dalvin cook could, could be a big part of that. So sorry to cut you off, but I think it's like, people are hitting me up, you know, too, in the Instagram panicking, like, what do we do with Dalvin cook? And I'm just like, <laughs> you got to frust- keep him in there. You but, have yeah, to, and he, he's frustrating fantasy wise, but we saw a couple weeks ago, he got that little draw play 70 yards. He got caught on the five yard line, but that play that he ran was 22 miles an hour fastest play in the NFL this year. He's had a broken leg for two years and right. he's running the fastest in the NFL. Like, the kid's amazing. Um, I love him. I, I'm with you. You got to start him, but he's definitely frustrating. Yeah, this is a good game for him, though, because like you said, it's do or die. So I think I think we'll see a little bit more Dalvin Cook in this game. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Rudolph, uh, good good matchup for him. So I'm I'm putting him in there with uh, okay confidence. <laughs> Damn, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to make a, a, a I didn't add him to our questions of the week, which we'll get to uh, tomorrow. But I think I'm going to add an extra one, dude. Rudolph or Gronk, more fantasy points. Can you believe that, that that's even a conversation? I'm going to go with Gronk just because he was targeted so much in the end zone last week. He had, uh, mm. like, I don't know, what do you have? Almost four four targets right in the end zone. He's kind of mm. fallen all over the place pretty hard. <laughs> Dude, I think, man, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll get to Gronk here in a second, but go ahead and finish up on the Vikings. No, I think that's that's about it. I, I'm not playing their <clears throat> defense against New England. Uh, right. Uh, just because they they play so clean, uh, and New uh, England, New England's at home. They're a different beast in in Foxborough, of course, for sure. Okay, cool. Uh, here, <laughs> this is funny, man. I don't I don't have one single automatic start on the Patriots. Am I wrong? Um, Sony Michelle, I think you can start him. I'm not really worried about Burkhead being back. I mm-hmm. think uh, 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 James White owners should be more worried about Burkhead. Ooh, but we'll check uh, in with Daniel on that one. The only thing I'm worried about with Sony Michelle is injuries, but yep. God, Sony Michelle, he looks so good. He's a really good running back, yeah, and they need they need him. This offense really needs Sony Michelle. Yeah, uh, Julian Edelman too. I feel comfortable with him. He he's good for like 15 points every week, mm-hmm. 15 to 20 points. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, th- those would be the guys that would be the automatics, I guess. I'm just a little bit concerned. This Vikings defense is playing better, um, mm-hmm. although again they're at home. So yeah, Sony. Uh, 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 Julian Edelman, James White, who's been struggling a little bit lately, but I'm not worried about him. Um, I would not play Burkhead yet. We'll see what happens. Of course, knowing Belichick, Burkhead could have 12 carries for two touchdowns, but I'm not going to risk that. Um, nobody else uh, really is an automatic. Tom Brady, sitting him. I'm straight up not playing Tom Brady this week against the, the uh, Vikings. Um, and uh, Gronkowski, you play him because he's Gronk, but he 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 <laughs> literally fell into the end zone last week. Uh, he's been hurt, you know, four of the last five weeks. Um, he doesn't oh. have he doesn't have more than three receptions uh, in the last one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. Of course, he didn't play three of those games, but in his last three games, he doesn't have any more than three receptions. He has two touchdowns on the season last week against the Jets, which was a broken play up the middle. Great play. It was a vintage Brady to Gronk play, but he was basically wide open and caught the ball in the end zone and fell in. Uh, but then opening night, he caught one against Houston. Otherwise, he has not caught a touchdown. He hasn't been over 100 yards. He has been over 70 yards um, since week seven. Holy smokes, dude. I, 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 this was a big debate early in the season. I ranked uh, Ertz as my number one tight end, Kelsey number two, and, and that looks good now. But um, I'm really – 
disappointed that I think this is, uh, I think this is the uh, beginning of the end for Gronkowski, unfortunately. And Brady. Yeah, I, mean, this, yeah. I think this Patriots team is going to look very, uh, Brady, Brady is, I think he, he has a better chance of sticking around next year. I think, well, they, they tried to get rid of Gronk uh, over the offseason. They tried to trade him away, and he said he was going to retire. If he, you know, he wants to finish as a Patriot. So I think this is Gronk's last year for sure. Yeah, especially um, if these if these guys somehow pull off a, a Super Bowl, which I just don't. I don't think don't, they can, don't they can compete right this now. year. But if they do somehow, uh, Gronk and Brady have to retire on top. With their careers and the legacy and all the Super Bowls and shit, they have to retire on top if they win the Super Bowl. If they don't, Knowing the competitive nature of especially Tom Brady, he'll come back. Uh, but we'll see if Gronk comes back. But he's not going to be Gronk come draft season next year. Um, so okay, are you, start, are you starting or sitting Gronk? <laughs> well, okay. So I mean, I don't know who you're going to have as a better option than Gronkowski. Unfortunately, well, just uh, well, like oh yeah, if, if you have, I, I mean, know, dude, it's a t- Gronkowski in your lineup. Are you going to put him in or sit him? Uh, let's see. I would play. In Joku over Gronk, I would play Ebron over Gronk. I'd of course Brate. play I'd, Brate. I'd play uh, Kelsey and, and Ertz. I would play. Um, <laughs> I mean Kittle. Uh, oh, easily. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's there's a handful of options. I would play over Gronkowski. Um, I think he's an okay player this week. I think he he has the, a better matchup than most of the running backs and wide receivers. I do, think what so helps think him. He's... What helps him and, and Edelman this week is that Brady's going to be under pressure the entire game. I think James White, Edelman, and Gronk are going to just be shoveled with targets because I don't think he's going to have time to get it down the field to Josh Gordon, so that could help him. But risky, risky for sure. Um, and Steven Goskowski, fire him up at home, baby. Uh, let's go. Uh, two games left here. We got the Chargers and the Steelers Sunday night football. Cover the Steelers for me, my man. Oh, you want me to Steelers? Uh, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I guess play everybody. This is, I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, so I'm definitely. Okay, uh, how about this? Uh, to, I mean, dude, we're going way long on the podcast. But frankly, if anyone's paying attention at this point, they're stoked <laughs> and they appreciate it. And, and uh, even though we go long, I feel like we're giving value. So I'm not really worried about it. Um, but uh, to save uh, Daniel some editing here, um, let's, uh, for these games, uh, for this game in particular, we should have maybe done this the last game too. Anybody you're not playing, Vance McDonald for the Steelers uh, really quick is questionable, potentially not going to play. Therefore, Jesse James plays. Don't know if I'm stoked on that. Anybody on the Steelers you're not going to play in this game? Nope. Okay. Start them all. For the Chargers, Melvin Gordon is out, of course. Austin Eckler stepping in. I think uh, Justin Jackson is a, is, a, is a dart throw in DFS maybe, um, potentially if you because know, Eckler's had some injury uh, history potentially. Same thing though. I'm I'm playing Rivers. I'm playing Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams. Eh, I'm not stoked about either one of those guys. But if you need a dart throw, I'd play. I'd play them both. Right. Neither one of these defenses. Let's move on. Last game of the week: the Philadelphia Eagles host the Washington Redskins. Uh, you could take take the skins. I'll take the Eagles, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, there's not much to play with Washington. Unfortunately, I think Adrian Peterson is pretty risky. Uh, if he's completely off the injury injury report, I I, I might put him in there with confidence, but uh, he's he'll, he'll up. play regardless, dude. The guy's a he's a he's robot. gonna play, but but right, he only put up five points last week, eight eight points, five points week ten and nine, so uh, he's a risky play. Uh, I think Jordan Reed is a more solid play. All of a sudden, <laughs> I traded him in week ten and week eleven, he puts up twenty points, and week twelve, he puts thirteen points. <laughs> 
But still, he's he's uh, outscored he's... AJ Green. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, Chris Thompson is back all of a sudden too, yeah. so uh, he might be. I, I I don't feel comfortable starting him this week, but he's a good guy to put on your bench, and he might be a really great flex option or RB two option come playoff time. Sure, um, he could be a good good play this week. He has an okay matchup, so if he's health, fully healthy and practicing, hey, you, you might want to put him in there. He's risky though. Uh, Redskins defense, um, yeah, okay play. Uh, probably not for me though. Yeah. Uh, Jamison Crowder looks like is he finally coming back? But still, I'm not putting him in there. The only the only wide receiver I'm really thinking about is Josh Doxson. Yep. Uh, he had 12 targets the past two weeks, and Colt McCoy is really targeting him, uh, and he has big playability. I think I picked him up off waivers, and I've been really thinking about playing him over a couple of dudes. Um, so I think Josh Doxson is a really sneaky big play dude this week. Hmm. Um, and that's, yeah, that's about it. Uh, Vernon Davis, if you need a, a couple of points at tight end, but dude, I love Vernon Davis. It's awesome. <laughs> he's so awesome. He's still doing it, man. And he's still like one of the be- like most athletic tight ends, e- even after being in the league for like 13 years. Yeah, he puts he puts up like fifteen points like every three or four weeks. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's the weeks that you start Jordan Reed. He, uh, Vernon goes exactly. Yeah, that's, that's why he's so frustrating. Uh, Trey Quinn is an okay flex play too. Trey Quinn has been getting targets and he, yep. he got a touchdown and five catches last week. So uh, you know he's a good ten to fifteen point uh, flex dude if you need it. Right on. For the Eagles, um, I will probably, you know, I play Zach Ertz over Gronkowski, for example. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> fuck. He's so dope, dude. He's so dope. I'm, I almost I almost kept him over Kamara. Can you believe that in the eighth round? I'm stoked I didn't, but I definitely considered it. Um, Carson Wentz, I think you fire him up, although I would temper expectations. He has been playing recently. Uh, man, uh, spoiler alert for tomorrow's episode, we are going to be talking about all of the Eagles receivers as far as uh, keeping or dropping them. I'll save that um, for this game. Uh, Jeffrey against Josh Norman. I think Josh Norman's a punk. I mentioned that. I don't think he's that good. Although I don't know that. I don't know that Jeffrey's that good either. Um, he's good, but he's just not as dominant as he was a couple years ago in, in Chicago with uh, Brandon Marshall. Um I don't like any of these receivers, frankly. Uh, I love Josh Adams, dude. Josh Adams is a great pickup. I tried to score him in, in a bunch of leagues. I, I came up short, unfortunately, because he was the hot waiver wire uh, pickup there. But um, I love Josh uh, Adams and the matchup. And just an interesting note, not fantasy relevant this week, but Darren Sproles uh, is back at practice. He came back to uh, back to practice for the first time since week one in week 10. They, he was questionable for the game. He uh, eventually was inactive. He could be active for this game. They have plenty of running backs, as we all know. They have Smallwood. They have Clement. They have Josh Adams. I'm just throwing it out there that Darren Sproles could be a name to watch because if he is actually healthy, he's kind of a poor man's James White at this point in his career. But Darren Sproles is the original James White, <laughs> if we remember. So he could be an interesting name come come a fantasy playoff season. But um, Josh Adams is definitely the uh, – the top dog there. So um, that will, uh, that will wrap up uh, the Eagles. How do you feel about either one of these defenses? I think they're both interesting. The Redskins have been, have been playing better and the Eagles have been playing well as well at home. And basically this is pretty much an elimination game 
for both these teams out of the division here. Um, pretty much the loser is going to be toast, and uh, the, the Cowboys are playing well, although I think they lose tonight versus the Saints. But how do you feel about these defenses really quick? Not great. They're both dealing with injuries. So, that you know, they, they both are, are good defenses, but they have so many injuries. Um, yeah. And these offenses, too, that they're playing, they've been struggling, but they, they are okay offenses that have the ability to be good offenses. Um, and, you know, especially the Redskins offense is like a super conservative offense that doesn't take a lot of risks. Although Colt McCoy, he's, he's slinging it a little bit more than Alex Smith. So um, I don't know if I had to pick one. I'd maybe go with the Redskins. Mm, I would go with I would go with Philadelphia. Philly. Yeah, it's hard to say. I think it's a coin toss. That'll do it. Tomorrow, uh, Daniel will be back with us, and we will be joined once again by Curly to talk about the Week 13 NFL picks, as well as check in with our fantasy teams. It is playoff season, folks. We got to get the wins. We all need W's in the in the uh, listener league. Um, so we'll be talking about our rosters tomorrow. Remember to email us your start sit questions, your keep trade cut questions if you're still uh, without a trade deadline to the email address tckpod at gmail.com and DM us on Instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod. Make sure to follow our IG stories as well tonight for Thursday night football, all day Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday night as well. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in week 13. Get that W, get yourself into the playoffs. And for Ryan Curly Para, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.